guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and hope. Before I go any farther, I'm going to stop right here and say, if you have not already subscribed, please take a second and click the link to subscribe below. Please help me reach 1,000 subscribers by May 31st. Also, if you have not yet become a patron of Joy and Hope on Patreon, please see the link below to see a little bit more information about that. I'm currently seeking 50 patrons by May 31st as well. That feast, in case you're wondering, being Pentecost, the day we remember the Lord sending the Holy Spirit down upon the apostles. It was this incredible start to their mission. It's known as the birthday of the church. And I know that the Lord wills to bring new life into this ministry as well. And for some reason, like on that particular feast, I just like really feel that in my heart. So um, my goal personally is to hit a thousand subscribers by that day and then to have 50 patrons by then. I don't know what God's going to do. He might do something totally different, but I do want to stop and say, please consider helping me meet those goals because it's been so cool so far to see what the Lord's done with that. And I would love your support. If you enjoy this mission, if you've enjoyed these videos, this podcast, if you're listening in that way, please consider donating financially as that is what allows me to continue doing this full time. Without further ado, though, let's get into today's episode. So before we do anything else, let's stop and say a little prayer to our Blessed Mother, as always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. So I don't know if you guys have heard this song, seen this video. It's become really popular, I'm guessing, in the last couple of weeks, at least in my life. I've been hearing about it a lot more. So there is this Italian opera singer by the name of Andrea Bocelli. So sorry if I butcher the name. I've heard it so many times, but it's still Italian. And even though I spent a semester abroad in Italy, Morgan is not fluent in Italian by any means, not even a little bit. So if I got his name wrong, so sorry, Andrea. Love your music though. It's amazing. So I first heard of this singer back maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I can't quite remember, but my grandma is actually the one who sent me a link to, I guess you would call it a concert. It was this beautiful tribute he did in Milan. It was all about hope, which I thought was so cool. That's what really first caught my attention. It was 
simply to give the world hope in this time of darkness. And I think it's so cool that Mr. Bacelli and so many other people who were a part of making that happen a few weeks ago can understand that music has this amazing potential to lift our spirits. It's true. I recently shared this with a friend. So I learned in college, there are what are called the three transcendentals. And those things automatically inspire us. They always transcend our soul to God, whether or not we admit they do or realize that's what they're doing. But the three transcendentals are beauty, truth, and goodness. And music obviously can contain all three, but beauty especially comes to mind when I hear an opera singer in particular, because it is just gorgeous. And half the time, I don't know what the words are. So it's like, there might be truth and there might be goodness in them, but I can't tell what you're saying, but it's beautiful. And I recognize that. So when I first listened to this concert, this Music for Hope tribute that Mr. Bocelli did, it was really beautiful, but that's kind of all I thought because I recognized some songs like the Ave Maria or Hymns to Mary, but that was it. And I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the entire thing because for me, sometimes it's hard to engage when I don't know the words. However, my grandma was persistent <laughs> and she kept sending me links to his videos. And there was one in particular that I really connected with. And that's the one that we're going to unpack today. So back in 2018, Andrea Bocelli released an album called C. And one song on there is called Fall On Me. And it features his son, Mateo. This is interesting because I just figured it was supposed to be a duet all along. But when I was looking at, and I also had figured it had come out more recently than 2018, but I was just looking into all of this last night and I want to share some of my findings with you before we even get into unpacking the song itself, because I think it's really important to know where they're coming from and also where their producer is coming from, because he has a really cool article about that. So in my research last night, <laughs> I found this article and it was talking about how their producer, Bob Ezrin, was telling the story behind the duet because there's a beautiful music video that goes along with the song and that's actually the video that my grandma had sent me. So if you have never heard the song, I'm gonna stop you right now before I even continue. See the link below for that song and take the four minutes to listen to it. Be still while you do it, if possible. Like if you're in your car, obviously keep your eyes open. But if possible, lay down while you listen to it. Open your arms and just let the lyrics flow over you because they are so beautiful. And this father and son's voices mesh so beautifully that, I mean, it's seriously just gonna blow your mind. So like, if you can, really let yourself experience the magic that is this song, but I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna trust you're doing that right now. 
I'm gonna wait. I'm not kidding. Click it now. I will wait. Go, go click the link. It's been seven minutes and 30 seconds. Come back at seven minutes, 30 seconds. I'm trusting you did it. Okay. So anyway, whenever I was reading this article about their producer and the inspiration for the duet and the video in particular, I came across this. So producer Bob Ezrin, uh, he was saying that he felt like the album in general, not even just the song, but the album had a classical depth and intelligence and emotion, but with a kind of contemporary frame around it and that this would work really well now, which I totally agree. And as hopefully you know, because you just listened to the song, it is, it's this beautiful combination of traditional and more classical music, but then a contemporary feeling slash half of it, if not most of it is in English and that's great. <laughs> I do have the lyrics in English listed under this video as well. So even if you have no idea what the lyrics were at the one part where Andrea was singing in Italian, I got you covered fam. So anyway, he, my favorite thing that their producer was saying, because apparently whenever they originally were thinking about doing this song, they were thinking that Andrea would duet with a young female singer and that it would be more about two people who are falling in love as opposed to a father-son. There was a word I wanted to use and it wasn't duet. But yeah, like the relationship between a father and a son rather than this romantic relationship. And apparently the producer was the one who had that inspiration. He said, I thought this could easily be a conversation between a father and a son, the son being the one who is unsure of love and life and doesn't know his position in the world, who suddenly hears the voice of his father come to him from afar and the wisdom of the father and the love of the father would come to him and help guide him. Is anybody else getting a spiritual sense out of this? Because I am. But just wait. Even as I was thinking about it, I was getting goosebumps. Because to me, that was a unique and honestly emotional interpretation of the song. Spiritual. Also. Whereas having a love song between two people who aren't really in love. Those work all the time but they're constructs. I thought we could do something that was more of a truth. <sighs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Bob Ezrin, for calling out how many songs nowadays are so stupid because they're fake. They're not real. They have no deeper truth that they're pointing toward. Whereas this song has such a rich depth and meaning. And even if it is between an earthly father and a son, there's so there's still so much more truth, beauty, and goodness in that relationship than in just another fake 
love song that's not even really about love. He literally says, Bob Ezrin literally said, whereas having a love song between two people who aren't really in love. How true is that? That sometimes we think our emotions or our infatuations are in fact love when they are just that, infatuation and construct. No deeper meaning. So I, when I first heard this song, had no idea that any of this had been considered when making it. For all I knew, it could have been interpreted as a love song. And I mean, technically you can, you can interpret anything any way you want. So I mean, you still could. And when my grandma, my grandma, like, is set on me marrying Matteo Bocelli. Like, she's so set on it. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> when she first sent it to me, she was like, Morgan, I really think you should marry him. Like, just listen to this song. But that is not what I got out of the song at all. Even if the son is, like, he is quite handsome. I will say that. Like, that's not what I got out of it at all. For me, it was immediately about me and God, like specifically me and God the Father. And that's what I want to share with you all. So hopefully you did get a chance to go and listen to the song. If not, you better listen to it after it because after this, because it's so much more beautiful than just me talking about it. So let it transcend you, let it inspire you. But for now, I really want to unpack it with you in case you haven't really gotten this spiritual sense out of it because I would love to share what I have been getting out of this song with you. So this is called Fall On Me. Now in the video that I had linked below, you'll notice, and this is the first video, like I said, that I ever watched about it. So this is the first time I heard it. It starts off with the son, Mateo, singing, and he's singing in English. So it's like, I could understand every word he was saying. I could relate to every word he was saying. And then the second verse, um, after the refrain, it goes into Andrea, his father, singing in Italian. And even though it's beautiful, I had no idea what he was talking about. I literally didn't know what the words to that part were until last night. So it was just like very interesting to me because when I thought about it more, I was like, huh, like often my prayer starts off this way. It's like me speaking English, like speaking from where I'm at to God. Like, this is all I understand about my situation. This is me wallowing, like just wandering aimlessly through life. And then when the Lord responds, I can't often understand what he's saying. And sometimes that's because I'm not listening well enough or taking the time to listen often enough. Though sometimes it is true that the Lord is just beyond us. And it takes longer for us to understand what he is saying than maybe we would like. I first heard this song weeks ago. However, just since last night have I been able to understand the words of the Father. So from the get-go, I was like, how symbolic is that? 
I might pray about one intention or one aspect of my life one day, and it might be days, weeks, or even years later before I understand the deeper meaning and what the Lord is really saying to me or what the Lord really has in store for my life. I thought that was a very interesting dynamic. No idea if that's the reason they did that or not. I didn't see that in the article, but that was my first spiritual sense that I got out of this song. For the lyrics themselves, I'm gonna take it a little bit at a time. So, this is the first part. This is the opening of the song with the son, Mateo, singing, as I said, in English. It's so beautiful, oh my gosh. I just want you to have listened to this song already so that you can imagine him singing it so it's not just me saying it. Uh, but I'm not going to sing it because I'm never gonna be able to do that justice. So anyway, sorry. I thought sooner or later, the lights above, up above would come down in circles and guide me to love. But I don't know what's right for me. I cannot see straight. I've been here too long and I don't wanna wait for it. I think that's really true. In my life, what I get out of that part is I always know, like I always think, okay, eventually like this is going to work out. Like eventually God's going to come into this situation and make it right. And specifically, I'm going to talk about like my vocation in this sense. So where it says, I thought sooner or later, the lights up above. So for me, it's like immediately that's God, like the Lord shining his light. Um, I thought sooner or later, like God would come down and guide me to love. Guys, from the time I was little, like I've always wanted to be married. I've always wanted to be married and just figured I would be when I grew up. It's not something that I ever really thought about until I got into high school and was like, oh, wait, being a sister is really something I'm supposed to think about. And I guess I just always thought it was like, okay, like, yeah, eventually, like, God is going to send this guy into my life and he's going to be the one. Um, But I don't know what's right for me. And that was me in high school being like, well, crap, Like, I, I thought I was just supposed to get married. And now, like. You're telling me I have to think about more? I've been here too long and I don't want to wait for it. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Not even just for my vocation, but like so many other things in my life. It's like, Lord, (laughs) just tell me. Like, I've been in this place, like marriage or religious life, like for forever, for years and I don't want to keep waiting. Like I'm tired of waiting and not knowing. Like we think we're ready. Like I thought I was ready, you guys, for so long. Like all through high school, all through college, it was this constant back and forth in my mind and in my heart. And even when I would say one thing, I knew I was living a lie. Like even in college, when I was telling people I felt called to be a sister, I couldn't stop talking about all these guys I had crushes on. And it was because I wasn't willing to just wait. To just wait in that ache of uncertainty and trusting the Lord with my whole life and with my whole vocation and for him to lead me to love. Which would have been so much better than anything I could have come up with on my own. But I wasn't willing to wait. 
I've been here too long and I don't want to wait for it. So I kept calling myself. I kept insisting for the better half of college that I, I was really certain that God was calling me to religious life to the point where when I was getting ready to graduate, I didn't even look for any jobs. I didn't even consider getting a job because I was so certain that I was supposed to be a sister. I've been here too long and I don't want to wait for it. Fly like a cannonball straight to my soul. Tear me to pieces and make me feel whole. What the heck does that even mean? It's like, how could I possibly like feel whole after I've been ripped to shreds? But this is exactly what God does, you guys. Because I had this plan for my life. I thought I knew what God wanted for me. And it was only when God, very much like a cannonball, um, in the summer of 2018, which is so funny, I just realized because, oh my gosh, that's the year this song came out. <sighs> Sorry, allow me to have a minor freak out. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love when God does stuff like that. Whoa. Okay, sorry. I just realized that connection. But yeah, so that's exactly what God did that summer when I was so sure. Like you guys, I was like set. I had applied for entrance to this order. Like when I had visited them, it was basically like, oh my gosh, yes, you are a great fit here. We'd love to have you. Yes, absolutely. Start the application kind of like, see you in a couple weeks. It was just like so sure. The doors were flying open. And then boom, when I got the call from them saying, Morgan, we just really don't think this is God's timing for you. Wait a year and see where he leads you, where he leads you. Instead of seeing like the wisdom and the grace in that, oh, it felt like a cannonball in my soul. Like I felt like I had been ripped to shreds, tear me to pieces. Oh, I was torn. I remember hitting the floor after getting that phone call and just sobbing because I didn't understand. Like I thought I knew, I thought I knew what God wanted me to do. And then suddenly my whole world and my whole outlook on life was just shattered. And I had no idea what to do, no idea where to turn. And I had no choice except to let God lead for the first time in a long time because I couldn't really do anything <laughs> and make me feel whole. He did. Whenever we are so blind to our blundering and to how we're preventing God from working, sometimes he has to turn our world upside down in order for us to get it. And in order to make us feel whole or to heal us or to help us get more on the straight and narrow and see what he wants for us. And I think it's also really interesting that Andrea Bocelli, the father who's singing in this song, he's actually blind. He is blind in real life. And I think that that is a really beautiful connection as well. Because his son, Mateo, is not blind, yet I relate to, I don't want to say him, and I can't really say his character because it's not like they're in a play, but like the person he 
is in the song, the person he is in the song, like the person he represents. Maybe I should say it like that. This young person who is so lost, even though technically they have, they have clear vision and they have totally fine sight, they can't see. But the father has a wisdom that goes beyond what the world sees as being wise. That we don't have to see with our literal eyes to see with the eyes of faith. The Lord himself has even said, blessed are you who have not seen but who believe. I think that's pretty cool. I'm willing to fight for it and carry this weight, but with every step, I keep questioning what is true. <laughs> Can you hear the train? <laughs> Fun fact, did you know that when a train comes up on an intersection, they have to blow their whistle four times? My grandpa taught me this. Mm -hmm. The first two are just pretty standard. It's like a like you you blow the horn. The third one is pretty fast, but then the fourth one is longer than the first two. So rewatch that part of the video and notice the four times the train goes off. That's what happens. Whenever I first heard this lyric that was saying I'm willing to fight for it and carry this weight, oh my gosh. I immediately thought of the cross and how the Lord himself like asks us to carry our cross and follow him. But as soon as we take it up, we start questioning everything. Like before, before I pick up the cross, oh, I'm all for it. It's like, oh yeah, no problem, Jesus. Like, I can do whatever. Like, send me any sort of suffering. Like, I can take it. I can handle it. Like, I want to do all of these great things for you, God. But then he asks you to put your money where your mouth is. And as soon as he sends that suffering your way, you're like, God, what? Like, I said suffering, not like awful, agonizing, like painful, like suffering, whether that's like a physical suffering or whether that's emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever, like as soon as that weight becomes clear to us, we start questioning. I start questioning what is true. And in those moments, I think this is exactly what Jesus wants us to pray. So this first, so the first time the refrain comes up, it's still just Mateo in English. And personally, I think it's like the Lord inviting me to say this as a prayer. The second time it's like from the perspective of the father, at least that's my interpretation of this. But the first time, this is what I am saying to God, fall on me with open arms. Fall on me from where you are. So it's like from heaven, Lord, send me your mercy. Send me your grace. Send me your strength. 
Without you, I am nothing, John 15, 5. But with you, I can do all things, Philippians 4, 13. Fall on me with all your light. With all your light. With all your light. It's like, Jesus, come into my life. Light up the dark parts. Like, clear these scales from my eyes. Like, Lord Jesus, help me to see. That's what that first part of the refrain is like for me. Now, in the song that I shared below, this is the part where Andrea takes over and it becomes Italian, but this is the English translation of the words of the Father. And I wanna share them with you because they're so beautiful. I don't even need to comment on them. I'm just going to share them with you. And I want you to imagine that the Lord is speaking directly to your heart with these words right now. Because it is plain as day. I don't even need to say anything else. Soon, you will find what your heart wants to know. Don't give up hope. For I know you are close. And all you have ever dreamed, wished you could ever be, is waiting to find you wherever you go. Believe in yourself every step that you take. Know I am smiling with pride every day. My love will forever be stronger than stone. So don't be afraid. You are never alone. Fall on me with open arms. Fall on me from where you are. Fall on me with all your light. With all your light. With all your light. I just love that. It's like the Lord is saying soon, like it's coming. Don't give up hope. Don't be afraid. And notice the Lord doesn't ask us to be perfect or to pretend we're holier than we are. He says, fall on me from where you are with all your light. Because no matter what you've done or where you are in your life right now, you have the light of Christ inside you simply because you're created in his image and likeness. And especially if you have been baptized, you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit into your soul and truly, truly have the light of Christ in you in that way. Believe that. No one is beyond his redemption. Fall on him with all of your light. This is the last part of the song. And it is so beautiful too. It's just this great sense of relief. This beautiful Im imagery of like how to truly just fall into the arms of the Father. And to feel his embrace envelop you. I close my eyes. Just that act of closing your eyes, surrendering, like relinquishing your earthly vision so that you can see 
with the eyes of faith that go so, so far beyond that. You can see with the light of the Father, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I close my eyes and I'm seeing you everywhere. That would only be ironic if it wasn't for this Christian outlook of this song. When you close your eyes and then can truly see only makes sense in a spiritual light. I close my eyes and I'm seeing you everywhere. I step outside. It's like I'm breathing you in the air. I can feel you are there. Guys, even when we can't see what God is doing in our lives, whether that's his plan of love for our life, whether that's his plan for work for our life or whatever else it may be. Just close your eyes, the eyes of your soul and surrender. And I promise you that suddenly you will see him at work in ways that you would have never noticed otherwise. Fall on me with open arms, fall on me from where you are. Fall on me with all your light, with all your light, with all your light, all for your greater glory, oh God, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on this song. So please comment below with what was your favorite part of this song. Whether that was before you heard anything I had to share about it, or whether that was in light of that. What's your favorite part of the song and why? What are your What's your favorite um, line, why, and... Maybe, are there any other songs that you really appreciate seeing in a more spiritual light? Maybe songs that are even more contemporary or like secular songs. Please comment below and share with us why do you, why do you see God at work in that song or how do you feel like God speaks to you through that song? I would love to know. If you liked this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you have a grandma who is in love with Matteo Bocelli like mine, um, <laughs> please share this with her or with anyone else that you know has either appreciated this song or who you think would just really enjoy learning more about it, letting it touch their life with the light of Christ as our mission here at Joy and Hope is literally to bring light to the dark, which is so fitting, I think. So cool how God brought this in my life when he did. And again, last but not least, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so. Help me hit a thousand in the next month. Um, what was the last thing I was going to say? Oh yeah. And since I know that sometimes when we post on Mondays, it's at a different time of the day, make sure you hit the little notification button down below so that you will never miss a joy and hope video. Otherwise, thank you so much, y'all, for joining for today's episode. God bless you guys. Hope you enjoyed and see you next time.
Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.